now we're arrived at work. A lot of our teammates have changed. Yeah. There's so, been new teammates. Or new teammates. Change. Some people yeah. have come on board during the pandemic. Mm. We haven't met yet officially. So it can be really awkward for people to, even if it's, we're professionals, we're all driven, we're all deciding. It can be very tough for people to build trust. Mm-hmm. So do we as leaders provide that opportunity for a team? Welcome to the Overcome Cafe, tales of mind, body, and relationships. The one and only podcast that serves as a guidepost for driven people trying to reach their goals while keeping a healthy lifestyle. In sharing our knowledge, we want to encourage folks by helping them build momentum via our collective wisdom. This is the Overcome Cafe, tales of mind, body, and relationships. Hey folks, LP here. Before we start, I just wanted to thank everyone for listening. And this is Overcome Cafe, uh, tells of mind, body, and relationship. And we are in our DM and therapist segment. Uh, but before we start, I just wanted to uh, let everyone know that this is not a substitute for psychotherapy or any mental health professional interventions. It's just our way of contributing to a wider range of people who uh, want to have a little bit that extra edge on their day-to-day with regards to managing their emotions, their relationships, and their thoughts. Thank you, everyone. We're in this episode of Overcome Cafe. Yes, DM a therapist. DM a therapist. So yeah, thank you everyone for listening. We're actually having a coffee water conversation today. So (laughs) we're trying to be light and breezy for you out there. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, what are we talking about today, Vicky? What's our subject? Well, I think we're going to be talking about um, building trust. Mm. Um, You know, there's a lot going on right now. I remember when we were starting to do DMA therapists, we were in lockdown, another mm. lockdown. Mm. And uh, now we're, we're no longer locked down. It's been a long time. And we're actually transitioning a lot of us back to work, back in a, back in a workplace. Yeah. There's a lot of change. Um, so we are rejoining teams, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So we're letting go of... Microsoft Teams <laughs> and going back to the actual Teams. Semi, semi, semi. two way. So I think we're still in a hybrid work mode right yeah. now. But I, one of the questions that I think people are asking is uh, what now? Yeah. So yeah. we've been doing this for three years, mm-hmm. uh, two years and a half, or almost, almost, almost three now. Yeah. And we're going back. So today's episode, we're trying to uh, focus on trust mm-hmm. in teams, essentially. So yeah. we're trying to focus on trust, trying to have a few quick wins. And if you listen till the end, we'll talk about the difference between sharing vulnerability and over-disclosing. So oftentimes people mm. are hesitant going back to work uh, or 
work or a team like yeah. we're trying to make this episode appealing for cyclists but appealing for professionals and leaders so yeah. at the same time we're going to discuss subject that is literally translatable to a cycling team yeah what do we do in a cycling team what do we do with a work team or when there's two or more people involved is this going to help and how do we build trust essentially that's it There's going to be a dynamic. There's going to be mm-hmm. um, relationship involved, work involved, totally. whether f- it can be fun, fun work. Yeah. I'm thinking of cyclists and, uh, mm-hmm. but also definitely some, yeah, some, some, some kind of work involved anyways. And yeah. um No, not just working on your own, but as a team too. So. And building relationships is not always easy. Yeah. So yeah. there's a give and take there that if we don't uh, pay attention to it, it can be more difficult in building trust. Right. So yeah, today's about trust essentially. So it's not a complete guide to trust. It's not a A, B, C, D, E to, to Z. Uh, <laughs> it's we're offering what we would do essentially. Mm-hmm. So here's how I build trust in a few simple steps. So we th- we're trying to do our best mm-hmm. and talk about trust in a way that's actionable for everyone out there. So yeah, again, it serves you. The goal is to anywhere there's more than one person, it's mm-hmm. yeah. how do we build trust now? And It's more of a, it's not like going back to, I know a lot of people are talking about, let's get back to the old ways of doing stuff. So, mm. uh, but I don't, I think it's doing a disservice. Right. It, I think the reality is there's been a huge trauma. It mm. has affected a lot of us all in the functioning that you're cycling, that you're at work, that you're right. uh, rejoining groups of people. And now... Yeah things have changed things have changed and yeah and and by trauma you mean like a sh- it was like a shock um experience not necessarily fear or f- there there is some fear but yeah, i mean not uh, in a way that uh, it will stop us from functioning <laughs> necessarily but um there yeah. was a lot that we learned during that time and to almost mm. go say to go that we're going to go back Um, to what it was before is almost like, you know, like sort of like a forget and move on, which yes. is not, which we've, I feel like we would be losing so much from what we've learned. And I've certainly learned a lot working from home and. And also it permitted us, uh, yeah. for those who don't know, I'm plugging it every time Vicky and I are together, but she is my better half. And we have witnessed from first account how in this house actually working from home permitted us to be more um, active and present in our children's lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there is a grieving also going back to work right yeah. now. So there's a little bit of grief for some people. Some people might view that as, yes, I'm free. Let's pretend or let's, I'm sorry if you're pretending out there, but let's just go back to the way it was, but mm-hmm. it's no longer the same way. Right. Things have changed. When you go back at work, there's not going to be as much people too. That's A it. lot of people have been going back to work and expecting, expecting to, be to have a, a, a group of people, yeah. but it's hybrid work right now. Yeah. So there's less people in the office and therefore less 
uh, more isolation still, but in a different form. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to be mindful of that when doing the next step. And I think that's going to be one of your points to, to how to sort of maintain trust or, or foster that um, mm. through change, through when teammates, you know, are met with some challenges or, or changes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, let's, uh, let's dive into that. How would you, how would you LP say that some of the ways to sort of build trust in a team? It usually depends on the position uh, of the person in the team. But I know mm -hmm. Brittany Brown defines leadership as finding and nurturing potential in every, in every individual. Mm -hmm. So essentially, she sees a leader as somebody who finds the potential in others and nurtures it. Mm -hmm. So finding and nurturing, that would be the first thing is who am I working with right now? Who's on my team? And what potential does that person have? Hmm. So if I'm the person who's the leader in this situation, you're the team captain or the leader in the office, and you're wondering, like, how can I help build a culture of excellence or a culture where my team is having fun? Or right. uh, it depends on how you want to define the culture. But I would say first... Yes, think of the culture at work. Think of your role in it. What mm. role can do I do I have when it comes to building trust? Hmm. Um, if I'm in the leadership role, the best way of doing that, that's number two, is number one is identifying, am I a leader? Am I someone that can culture or build a culture of trust? Uh, the second part is, Am I showing uh, humility and right. modeling mistakes? Because hmm. uh, we've we've been interested a little bit lately on psychological safety at work. We've mm. sort of discussed this in coffee conversations, Vicky and yeah. I, <laughs> uh, where there's a lot of people looking at it. And psychological safety is essentially um, LP's right to be LP at work. Vicky's right mm. to be Vicky at work. And it's shown that teams who actually name mistakes and have a, an area to talk about them hmm. actually, and always keep in mind that they're having a goal of working together, right. they better they perform better. Hmm. There's a lot more performance, less fear. So first off, with trust is people need to see that you've got skin in the game. They hmm. need to see that you're invested. Right. So you show humility by um, like by being display. committed or yeah being committed if yeah. it's a value that you want to, on your team that your team is should be more committed well then model a commitment behavior right. so what does it look like well you make sure that each week you have a meeting that is efficient first of all a meeting that is not overly booked and where we start investing in a culture of security to bring ideas to okay so you're investing like time in your yeah if in you your say, team and your yeah yeah no, i'll continue sorry Katrina. yeah that's it and that's it it's i i think you're you're raising a good point to invest time to um, make some space to to hear the team and not being so maybe um linear and into you know listen to what i have to say the leader necessarily so to be the more authoritarian type boss right. uh and i know on 
on like professional teams it, it can be as well everybody needs to feel like they belong yeah a little bit so mm. uh, a way a great way to pr to promote belonging is actually be consistent if if it is a value you want at work well be consistent in um permitting employees to build bonds mm. if belonging is important to the culture of, the, of your work or you, of your team then what are you doing that that is getting you closer to that so a way to do this is you do the admin stuff maybe in, in one meeting and you do a culture um, ideas strategies meeting in the other so okay. you keep two things separate rather than trying to bunch everything at once, which we tend to do sometimes mm -hmm. in meetings. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a clear purpose, yeah. a common shared purpose, and a direction we want to take with those. So mm -hmm. that's a, an example with teams. With colleagues, teammates, well, it's taking some time and sitting with that person uh, and asking a question that's more, uh, how have you been feeling with the return at work, for example? Knowing a little bit better or sensing the pulse of your team so mm. asking a person like vicky uh, you've been coming you've been coming back to work how is it how has the transition been for you and mm. asking a genuine humble question mm. if you say well you know what it's been kind of hard for me too mm -hmm. this models the behavior to say you know what it is it's tough for me too i've had to readjust things and i don't like it when i'm readjusting mm. stuff mm-hmm so with being the leader as well, you can also share how difficult my, I don't know, my worry would be as a leader in there, you know, um, won't they, won't my, you know, colleagues say, hey, well, why don't you do something about it or change something or. Um, I would be uh, radically honest and say. Yes, I'm doing something right now. Mm -hmm. I'm sharing with you. So that's the change I, I want to do as a mm -hmm. leader. Okay. So yes, I am doing right now this step by talking to you because right. I I know that if I show interest in you and I tell you, you know what, I make mistakes and can you help me with that, that we're going to be better as a team. Hmm. It's yeah. to foster and encourage uh, different points of view. Hmm. So when we do that, we model a mistake and we ask for help. Yeah. Then what happens on the other side, you think? Yeah, they, I think we would feel closer together, definitely, as a team. And I think it would definitely, others would feel more comfortable, like, okay, we can we can share about our struggles here. It's okay. Mm -hmm. um, and imagine your boss doing that with you. How would you feel? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, she actually does. <laughs> so it's, it's, it, it's good. I, she does, it, you know, it makes you feel more human. Um, does make, you know, feel more, more like we were going through the same thing together. Mm. Makes me feel less alone, I guess. Yeah. Um, imagine now, yeah. uh, even if we applied this to, um, a sporting team, like if you do mm. activities with friends, yeah. Imagine if you have one friend who organizes everything and is sort of the leader in that that group yeah. that says, you know what, I, I, I've been going back to work. It's been rough. Yeah. Or I've been trying to perform this way. Let's say it's cycling. I've been trying to do more mileage and I've been having trouble setting aside time for that lately. So anybody else has been going through this. Hmm. Imagine a leader that does that. What is the incline? What's... what? 
is the reflex that you think we have when somebody shares something that's real with mm. humility. Yeah, it draws you to that person you want to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like f some of the fears out there or is won't that, am I not supposed to be always the the anchor, the strong person, almost like if sharing the challenge was no longer strong or um, mm -hmm. was, you know, something weak and I, and so which we know, as I'm saying, it doesn't make sense. We all go through something, yeah. right? Um, but how to challenge that, that thought? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Like, how do we challenge a thought of like the concept that I am weak if I'm showing vulnerability right. and humility. Eh? Um, if <laughs> I said it before and I'll say it again, if it's so weak, why is it so hard to do? Mm, mm -hmm. so why do we have uh, trouble sharing and be open about vulnerability? It's because it's not weak. Mm. It's actually easy. Easy. No, I was. It's actually hard. Yeah, it takes a lot of. It's courage. not easy. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. And sometimes we make mistakes, and we're afraid, and we hide them. Right. But when our mistake affects our teammates, mm. then everybody knows you've made a mistake. Mm. But we're not talking about it. We're yeah. pretending like it's not there. I think when we look the opposite, it's like. No, actually, if I say this is my limitation and I need help, then you let people come in mm. and help you. Or you have a common bond on, you know what, we've all been struggling with that. So is that project doable? Like, let's say there's a, a big presentation coming, you're at work, and you want to make sure you impress those clients that are paying for the presentation. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe being honest with the type of work we do and if there's a struggle, there might be a solution, but it might be telling of a limitation that the organism has. Mm -hmm. Like we're good at doing A, but doing B is very, very difficult for us. And maybe we can bring on another team to do the B part, but we're going to be really good at A. Yeah. I mm. think we have fear of losing when... when That's it. And, and people can sense it and they'll sense that you're not hiding, but it will. I can see how you won't have your complete trust because you feel mm -hmm. like they're not being trans completely transparent. Yeah. And yeah, the way you say it, I think there's a way to say it that um, makes it like just just part of the process. Mm -hmm. If we're not making it's like, yeah, it's it's like it's it's not a big deal, even yeah. as we say it. And uh, and to just walk the the people through we're the process transparent yeah. yeah and we're acknowledging what we're good at and it doesn't mean that we don't want to learn it's just that maybe it is a really tough ask mm. and sometimes there's cultures of performance where we think that arriving at one specific goal makes it or breaks it with regards to success hmm. like and say more like what would be an example of that Well, let's say um, I'm going to go for the, the sporting people for a little bit. Yeah, Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, let's say as a team, we've decided that we would win a specific event. Mm. And we're going to protect our leader in this team. And uh, everyone serves that leader. But if the leader catches a bug... 
mm. one week, two weeks before the race, hmm. and then hides it. Yeah. Is the leader actually doing a, a, a favor to his teammates or is he doing a disservice? Because he chose not to use the humility and transparent route. He chose to hide something. Mm. Whereas there, there could have been another guy that's usually not as good, but is stronger that week. Hmm. And he's been stronger for the last month. That, that guy could have been, and the leader decides, that, you know what, I cannot win the final stretch. So we should put that guy in and I'll end up serving in another way. Hmm. So I have a limitation and it takes a lot of humility and hmm. humbleness, but actually then it's for the greater good. Right. Because okay. I want my team to win. Hmm. So putting your team be like, not instead of you, but before you and mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And hmm. it, it, it's probably not going to be the last time. Like if you view your organization as a, a that's a win for us. Hmm. Uh, your organization is going to be stronger. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Love it. And yeah, so, okay. So that's, that gives me a, a great idea of um, how to build trust with transparency, um, to uh, learn from the mistakes. How do you, how do you, create that space with the team you know how, how to be the first one to sort of <laughs> say i made a mistake and sort of make it comfortable I, i think i sometimes feel like the leaders have all of the responsibility but even just as a teammate mm -hmm. to uh to to be open we also have that responsibility too even if you're not in the leader's position well actually it depends you might be in varying position of leadership within the same team We don't lead all in the same way. So yeah. it doesn't mean that leader means only person. Hmm. It's just, it's someone that shows interest and vulnerability and curiosity for the process. So in a more concrete way, uh, I would say at this moment, the leader can actually share a vulnerability, but not over this close. Mm. what do i mean by that uh, it's like you know what i take the the cycling example as as one guys i'm not i, I haven't been feeling as well lately and i'm i really want to be i really, i want to be the leader in this group i want to win mm -hmm. but i'm noticing that i'm not as sharp as i'm usually mm. and i need your help guys have you ever been through something like that because mm. sometimes another teammate could have a part of the solution and suggest something say you know what i've been through this it takes at least two weeks to recover from that maybe it's time to consider having tim who's the other guy lead us for this race and then you get the other race after or uh next year we reorganize so you get to do another race hmm. so if we're putting time as a, a gauge for performance then the team doesn't lose because somebody got sick. Mm, yeah. Hmm. And it's about sometimes putting our needs and the team's needs in a balance, that right. I would say. Yeah. So showing vulnerability is not over-disclosing as well. That's right, because you don't, I mean, if you don't feel comfortable or, or sometimes it's not really, you feel like it's not appropriate to maybe talk about your personal life, let's say, with... Mm -hmm. um, with your cycling team or, but you are going through something mm -hmm. and people are noticing. Yeah. 
Um, so but what of, they notice is only you're pedaling right. less fast or yeah. you're less strong on their bike. Yeah. But they don't know why. And up to us, over-disclosure is not telling everything. It's, it's telling people enough. Mm. I, it needs to feel a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. But not in a way that you feel like you've put your guts on the table. Right. Like you're transgressing your, your, your own, own boundary. Yeah. That's it. That you'll feel... Some people say, well, won't I be embarrassed afterwards? Mm-hmm. I hear that a lot. Or, you know, won't, I, won't they think less of me? Um, which is often more, I, I think, our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Because when you're actually the audience who hear it, usually it's more we feel more compassion and we feel drawn closer. So Totally. And yeah. that would look like, this is how I would do it in those moments, is to actually say, like, you know what? Uh, hey, folks, I am not feeling this for mm. the next week. It is tough for me to say that. Usually I, I'm very goal oriented i'm very driven but this goal i feel that if i continue this way i won't be able to deliver and i'm Hmm. afraid to let you guys down Hmm. wow so that's how it would look like and i've been going through stuff lately if it's a mental health thing which usually we tend to hide uh, I don't encourage people avoiding, but also I don't en- encourage people to share with people who haven't earned their trust because it's mm. about building trust as well. There you go. Yeah. So how are we building trust? We share a little bit, but not too much. So like, for instance, you haven't shared anything yet with your boss and you're arriving in his office or her office and you say, I've been going through depression and I've been having thoughts of killing myself. Mm. it's not that it's an over-disclosure and I want people to hide it, but actually if you're having thoughts of hurting yourself, we should be talking to a therapist. Yeah. We should have a mental yeah. health professional involved and we should go to do, to the emergency at yeah. least to make sure that we're attending to that mental wound. Um, but at the same time, we go into the office and sometimes we have expectation that our boss should know right but they might not know this so essentially i could go in my boss's office knock on the door and say i've been feeling ill i've been feeling mentally unfit lately and Mm -hmm. i'm not ready to give the details but i just wanted to let you know yeah so just saying enough though so the people around you know that have this but let's say you've had confrontations with that boss in the past and say, well, I'm not comfortable disclosing what's happening to me. And I would readjust that again. Mm. I'm not comfortable disclosing that part to you. But I just wanted to let you know that I've been going through something. And I want to make sure that I'm pulling my part by telling you, advising you that I'm not up 100%. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. So again, there's discernment that we need to use. So... How and that's be- good because it starts unlocking yeah. what can we do or, okay, now that, that we're aware, um, it, it brings people to up to beat and, and they may have less expectation. They may adapt totally. to your situation. It's going to unlock so of much course. goodness in the team. So, yeah. So that's why I encourage people. So I hope that this is a little bit more clear how to build trust is yeah. essentially learn to acknowledge mistake and grow together. Uh, show humility by modeling a mistake 
show genuine interest uh, in healthy curiosity to understand other teammates. So mm. sometimes it's easier to trust teammates than trusting bosses. So we mm. also, as if we're the leader on that team, I encourage people to foster um, an environment where people can discuss a little bit more openly and safely uh, subjects that they might not be comfortable discussing with me. Mm. So you don't need to be at the center of everything in order to build trust on the team. You just need to provide an opportunity to people to build trust and you're fulfilling your role as a leader. Mm. So if you're on the, at work, you can encourage people by, it can be as simple as getting to know each other, especially now we arrive at work, a lot of our teammates have changed. Yeah, there's so, been new teammates or new teammates. Change. Some people yeah. have come on board during the pandemic. Mm. We haven't met yet officially. So it can be really awkward for people to, even if it's, we're professionals, we're all driven, we're all deciding. It can be very tough for people to build trust. Mm -hmm. So do we as leaders provide that opportunity for a team mm. hmm. so, yeah. so that's one share vulnerability as well uh, yeah. that's and don't over disclose there's some stuff we need to keep private because it's honoring our own personal space mm. work or a team is not always like privy to this information should not always be privy to everything but also it's about balancing uh, what we bring and just there's a difference by saying I'm talking about what's that I'm going through something rather than giving all the details of what I'm going through right yeah hmm. so I've been struggling lately is way different than I've been struggling because I've been sleeping 16 hour days and I've been isolating mm, yeah so there's a difference between the two and sometimes our teen hasn't earned the right yet yeah to have access to that information. I'm not saying don't share. I'm saying share to the amount that's appropriate for you. Yeah. With one, the question that comes up to me right now is uh, if I'm a, in a leadership position, um, is it going to be useful for them to know this? That would be mm, a good a gauge. Way, yeah. A good gauge to know um, if the information on, on my situation will be useful for yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. But I, I've noticed that we tend to be more, uh, play our cards way too much to our chest with that one. Sometimes mm. it's, it's like we, we're, we don't want, we want to behave like robots yeah. rather than human beings. So we go on, on the pendulum maybe a little bit too far yeah. by trying to keep <laughs> everything yeah. Yeah. <laughs> out of work. Robots with emotions. But robots <laughs> robots with emotions. So that's exactly it. Hmm. Uh, so I just want to encourage people like, don't you don't need to hide your cards, but also make sure that you're contributing to being curious as well. Like sometimes a teammate can help and can lead other teammates a lot more than leaders. Mm. So like you said earlier, we tend to put a lot on the, the, the boss or the leader on our team, but we forget we, could, we get to serve our team way differently. Yeah. And it's still useful to the team. Yeah. So sometimes something really simple is doing a Wednesday coffee. 
yeah like yeah. in our own even as a couple we have a routine like we have coffee together we talk mm. and when we don't do that yeah I've, it makes a difference i know i'm like i miss it <laughs> that's it and yeah. if we're not doing that i yeah it, it really resets our rhythm too i feel like when we have those coffee moments mm-hmm. um it kind of sets the the week two of of more like slow down and less into focusing on work and it creates, a more balance it creates space yeah it creates space for connection yeah that's it yeah so well said create space for connection hmm. yeah that reminds me i think there was a story about a leader who um i think he, to just sort of feel have a better feeling of belonging would ask every month i think somebody would host mm. a lunch with something they would cook themselves and and bring it and oh. i just thought it was such a great yeah. also picture of uh, everyone is serving everyone at one point and uh, oh so that's a great so uh, walk me through it so once a month somebody from a region would bring, bring a lunch is that it that's it for everyone and something that they they're they're proud of or they want to share okay um i know for me with my greek background i would definitely bring something greek <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it fosters sort of like oh i didn't know you know that it, so you get to it, learn it more on, about people that's it okay. yeah Yeah. yeah, that's a great idea, actually. Yeah. I think it's a great way to create connection. Yeah. Again, uh, how do we create connection between teammates? Right. Well, that's why you share something you're passionate about. Yeah. And food is a very common theme. A lot of people are passionate yeah. about their food. Like, what did I grow up with? Yeah. What, what was I eating? Like, for me, craft dinner and <laughs> sausage. <laughs> sausage, yeah. <laughs> Or something more. Probably with ketchup, too. A lot of ketchup. Oh I remember goodness. growing up with a lot of ketchup. Oh. But what I mean by that is, yeah, like, it can be, we can start with food. Yeah. As simple as it is. Like, even if you're this top vegan athlete, mm. what do you cook best? Because some and you yeah. can send me an email on this oh, one because yes. <laughs> I'm always looking for vegan recipes. But what what's my best dish that I can bake or make as a vegan? What's my best dish wow. that I can make out of New Brunswick? Because I'm a New Brunswicker. So oh I, wow! Adding so, some challenge, yeah. So even that can <laughs> cultivate in a way a, a challenge, but as, as at the same time, it's kind of a fun challenge. Yeah. So, yeah, like we're not always crying together. Sometimes we rejoice and we have fun That's together. That's it, yeah. And, you know, I've been with the same team for 10 years and uh, it's amazing how much because we've, we're so, I feel like we're really close mm-hmm. um, before the pandemic that that kept on, that closeness stayed because of our connection from before. Yeah. And, um, and also it's, Yeah, we're all still there, all still um, in the same team, and mm. and you know it's it's funny how things can change and and stress can hit us or uh, challenges at work can hit us, yeah. but uh, we st- I feel like we stay strong because of that connection we have and yeah, and the more experiences you bal- battle tr- through together, sorry, yeah, it, it confirms that. The resilience of your team. Mm, And there's yeah. a lot of resilience in this team. I have to admit, I know from mm-hmm. second degree that Vicky is 
a part of a great team and is yeah. having a lot of... Uh, that team has a lot of resilience, I have to admit. Yeah. And compared to me, what, what I'm doing actually is I left the team and now I'm working my private practice. I'm helping, I, I'm yeah. helping other people doing teams. But at the same time, I still have a yearning for that. So I find this in my, actually the cycling part of it. Yeah. So being with people and getting to know people and riding with them uh, and knowing where unofficially who the leaders are on that team, it, it, it changes the culture. So if the leader says, this is a fun team and we're going to make it as fun as we can, you know what? It's going to show if that person behaves in a way that's coherent, yeah. authentic to that, transparent this will produce an environment of they said the fun. tone so that's it i feel totally. like that's it if if they said the tone for for hey this is the place where you know we can be ourselves and like you what, what was that were you used to be yourself no matter what or oh uh, no how so, did you say so uh, it's, it's the permission to be lp at work Okay. So uh, I don't feel like I have to hide who I am at work or on the team in order to be part of that team. Okay. So is the team giving me an environment that encourages that? And this is an interesting factor. We we can talk about it at a, in another episode, but uh, where psychological safety comes into play. So uh, the last few months, I've been doing a few uh, group therapy with leaders and a lot of people have realized that they worked in a psychologically toxic or unsafe environment. Mm. And it's funny because the reflex is always, okay, what one person can change this. And it's not a one person deal. Hmm. It's not about temperament. It's not about, it's about, I am one person, part of a system. Right. And can I do a simple thing each day that will help build psychological safety and most of the time people undervalue how small changes can affect positively a team so if hmm. that's something everyone out there is interested we can talk about that in further details we can talk about stuff like moral injury because hmm. uh, a lot of people have been through that during the pandemic where they've been asked to do something that morally did they not agree with hmm. uh, hmm. you a while back, it was only not only, but mostly soldiers or people who were serving right. in the army that had that experience. But during the pandemic, a lot of people have been going through that. Yeah, uh, a lot ask, more than we know. Eh? A lot and more that, than we know. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that could be very interesting. But also, yeah, I want to encourage like leaders and on whichever team you are. It can be a student at school on uh, on a, a school project. It can be. An executive, it can be a team leader on a cycling team or another team. Mm. Um, like, don't underestimate the value you bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Like, mm. you might be able to influence others more than you think just by showing genuine curiosity, being vulnerable and open, um, being willing to learn and acknowledge yeah. mistakes. If you see the person you admire in front of you acknowledging a mistake, you're going to want to share a mistake as well. Right. And if you yeah. look at mistakes and call them mistakes, not call them learning or process or whatever, because we like to sugarcoat stuff. 
Rather than saying <laughs> something is yeah. yellow. <laughs> yeah. No, we're saying way. it's kind of a beige, yeah. beige-ish le- yellow. We always want to try like, I'll put a positive spin, but we, we but put the, so much pressure to do like a positive yeah. spin, but just be ourself, like you said. Be and, yourself. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's a positive spin. Even like for self-care, there's a lot of, you raised that point one time and I was like, oh, that is so true. We put, there's so much pressure out, mm. out there of self-care, self-care that it becomes almost... Um, we feel the pressure of self-care is almost like, oh, I, I, I if fail I'm not to do relaxing and doing mindfulness for 45 minutes, I am failing at That's self-care. That's right, which we're, is completely the, not the point. I know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like as soon as we try to uh, like put rules around it sometimes, yeah. I feel like we, tr- we try to control it and I understand the feeling. Mm-hmm. But let's not put self-care as a performance thing. Self-care is supposed to be that taking care of self hmm. are you taking taking care of yourself by trying to be the best hmm. <laughs> self-care person in the world so it shouldn't be something to another thing to put pressure on you it should yeah. be a thing that releases pressure yeah. so be yourself it's yeah. okay you've got a lot to bring to the table and if you're emotionally spiritually uh, psychologically wounded well it's kind of good that you tell people that because somebody else could be mm-hmm. probably in the same boat as you and could benefit from your experience. Yeah. What we were listening lately to that um, documentary on um, Lance Armstrong. Mm. And oh, I forget. I, I, could, I, don't, I forget the names, but there was a coach who said, I could so relate to him that we started writing together and we mm. started, um, you know, he was he felt so alone and that's all in the documentary, but they, they really related in, in what they were going through at that Mm, moment. And they said, you know what, let's, let's aim together at, you know, cycle and hang out and be spend time together with what we're going through. So yeah, it reminds me of that. And oh, nice. Yeah. It's a great example. Yeah. So it's sort of, we've got those great examples of, you know, when, when somebody steps up and, says you know what i i am not feeling well yeah but you know what me too i'm not feeling well yeah so we should feel well not we should encourage people to feel less shame about this and to be more open so yeah Mm -hmm. not over disclose but being vulnerable being vulnerable means trying something for real without overly disclose because sometimes we can blurt our guts out yeah and say nothing yeah like the question would be how are you feeling now like people don't ask those questions as much Mm. so anyways this is a great episode for today i think yeah uh, i want to thank people for asking us how do we build trust so yeah i'm glad that we got to tackle that it was fun (laughs) yes i i love those subjects and i i hope i hope the you guys liked it too and and if you want to add something or have any questions Mm. we it's so encouraging and we just love reading what you bring because what you folks bring is is really uh, yeah it's really precious so yeah yeah well said i agree it's so precious that yeah thank you vicky for co-hosting with me i'm glad that we we've took time yeah 
and a glass of coffee no a glass of water <laughs> that, i would take the glass of coffee <laughs> yeah a glass of coffee or cortado uh, but yes thank you so much vicky for doing this with me and i appreciate you Aww. I, I I love doing this project with you. Thank you get you. to say you love me. It's okay. Yeah. There's, only, there's only like, what, a hundred people who that's listen it, to this? That's <laughs> so thank you everyone out there for listening. Thank you so much for sending the questions. We're, uh, we're going to tackle another one. And already there's a uh, questions coming in for the next one. Yeah. Uh, so thank you everyone for taking your very valuable time in writing mm. to us. And I appreciate it. Totally. Yeah, totally. All right. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you. Bye, everyone. I hope that you did find at least one tidbit that's applicable for you. Uh, We aim to better serve everyone who listens to the podcast. So thank you so much for your input. Thank you for your questions. And thank you for just being encouraging us in in any way or any capacity. Um. Down the, down the road, there is a few things that next episode of DMA uh, Therapist would be how to rest when we're injured and how do I reintegrate uh, work, training, or those type of capacities when I, after I'm done with my resting period. So that will be interesting for those who um, maybe take time off, a prolonged good time off, Uh, from work and we know that uh, a lot of people have been taking uh, prolonged journeys and uh, and sometimes we don't consider how do we go back and how do we not leverage but how do we use this um, great moment to renegotiate maybe our habits when we go back to training or go back to work or how do we negotiate with other people in order to reintegrate a team so can't wait to be able to discuss this subject with every, with uh, with you online, you on the other side of this mic. I hope that you enjoyed our listening. So you can follow us uh, follow us at uh, lplandry underscore overcome cafe on Instagram, or uh, look for lplandry on LinkedIn, and uh, and yeah, uh, overcomecafe.com. Uh, where you can find everything from coaching, leadership coaching, psychotherapy, uh, mental health blogs, and this podcast, uh, where this podcast lives mostly, is overcomecafe.com. Until next time, folks, take care.